As humans, we're all familiar with the concept of loss. We lose jobs, friends, family members, and when these things are lost, they take a toll on us. Yet how would you feel if you lost everything all at once? That's how life looked for the woman in today's episode. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, and that includes sound effects. Just a heads up, the content in today's episode may not be appropriate for our younger listeners. I'm Timothy Gregory bringing you the story of a woman who, in the span of a couple of years, lost her family, friends, job, and home. She lost so much but we'll see just what she gained on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you'll want to stick around because later we are going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The story of Christina Manalia. I'm alone. In the night. In the dark. I'm sitting on a cold, hard park bench, talking to myself. So it all comes to this. My last day. I don't know a lot, but I know this. I'm getting off this train, and this is my ticket. Even make sense. You get a ticket to get on a train, not off. <sighs> Nothing makes sense anymore. God, I just wish I had a reason to live. Everything was taken from me, and now I'm left with nothing. I have nothing to live for. <sighs> nothing to live for. Someone else is here. It's so cold. Now I know why this is called the dead of night. What is that? What is that up there? Something black. A shadow? Something swirling? What in the... Can see now Satan The young lady in our story today had a big heart that got her into big trouble Soon she was clinging to life and one day she decided to let go This is the true story of Christina Minalia right now on Unshackled So, I grew up in a house. I know, sounds kinda silly. You take that kind of thing for granted, right? Well, I soon learned a house, food, clothing, love. Those are things you should never take for granted. They're gifts. Home life growing up was okay, I guess. Although, later on, my dad disowned me. You'll see why soon. My name's Christina, by the way. It means Christian in Greek and Swedish. Although growing up, 
I was anything but Christian. Wait, I thought you grew up Catholic. That doesn't matter. I need proof. I'm not a kid anymore. So you don't believe in God? That's just, I don't know, weird. Penny, look at me. Yeah? I exist, right? Um, yeah. You're right there. Now look all around you. God's supposed to be everywhere, but... You don't see him, so he doesn't exist. Exactly. Next, you're going to tell me there's no Easter Bunny. <laughs> Penny, you are on your own spiritual quest. One day, I will find the bunny, and you will be a believer. Huh. What's that? By your foot? A rosary. Somebody must have dropped it. I wonder. Could that be a sign? The Easter Bunny is Catholic? No, silly. Deep down, you're wondering, but what if I'm wrong? What if there really is a God? You know me too well. No, about Santa Claus. Oh, Penny. No, I saw him at the mall passing out candy canes, and he looks me straight in the eye, and you know what he says to me? Tell me. Oh, oh. Penny! I wasn't finished. Oh. Those three words changed my life forever. Well, I've got three words for you. Yeah? Don't be late for class. That's five words. You're impossible. Seven and counting. Hurry! Wait, wait, wait. You met this guy where? On the internet. Christina! Come on, really. Like, is he for real? Yeah, he's for real. Penny, we talked on the phone for hours. He's so sweet and kind and funny. And he's actually a Namibian prince, and my twin sister need my kidney or she'll die, and we can't afford the operation, and so could you please send me $10,000 by check or money order? And cash works too, by the way. Penny, <laughs> listen, we click like no other guy I've met. What's his name? Thomas. Thomas? Sounds very suspicious. Seriously, Penny. He does something to my heart. Just his voice? What's his screen name? Hello? Um. <clears throat> Angelic Demon 666. Angelic Demon 666? Perfect. <laughs> Not your standard run of the mill demon, mind you. Nope, he got the upgrade. And hey, top it off with the Antichrist, icing on the cake. He just does that to get attention. Well, I can dress up like a dancing lobster to get attention, but that doesn't make me quality dating material. What do you guys talk about? All kinds of things. Interesting things. I'm in danger, Christina. Can't you just leave? You don't just leave a gang. They take revenge on anybody who dares to drop out. Plus, you lose all their protection from other gangs. I wouldn't admit this to anyone else, but... What? Babe, I'm scared. There was a gunfight last night down the alley. One of our guys was killed. Thomas, that's awful. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is gonna sound crazy, but... Why don't you move here to Kenosha and stay with me? Ah, uh, are you sure? That's a lot on you. That's what friends do. I've got my own studio apartment, and you can just stay here at my place, where it's safe. What you think? I, I don't want to seem ungrateful. You're doing so much to help me. What is it? I would have to leave everything I know and travel across the country to live with you. Yeah? What if... what if you left me? Oh, baby, I would never leave you. 
Christina, I'll do it. Really? Really, really? Really, really. You're doing what? Maybe I should have thought it through some more. Maybe. But it's too late to change my mind. Too late? I'm already in love. So in April 2003, I opened my door to Thomas and a whole new life. Thomas! Christina! Phew. Welcome home, baby. Long day at work? Yeah, but it's good to be home with you. You are so beautiful. Aww. Huh. I didn't know you smoked a pipe. Yeah, now you do. It doesn't smell like a regular pipe. What is it? Ambrosia, food for the gods. Okay. Oh, hey, babe. Any luck finding a job? Like I told you, it's really tough to find any work out here. Oh, okay. I soon learned Ambrosia was crack cocaine. Still, I loved that man. And yet there was this rage, this anger growing inside me. One day on my way to work, this guy in a pickup truck was driving crazy and cut right in front of me. We got in a road rage duel, and I lost. My parents let me borrow their car to get to work. Meantime, Thomas made a new friend, Bill. They'd borrow my parents' car to run drugs. I didn't want to confront Thomas, because things were getting, we'll just say, bizarre. Hey, baby, the Archangel Michael appeared to me. Wait, what? The Archangel Michael? He told me the big guy upstairs wants to talk to you. He wants you to become a saint. Strange thing is, soon after that, I actually felt God's presence. I bowed to the floor, closed my eyes, and his power and glory surrounded me. It was a glimpse of heaven before my descent into hell. Thomas? Somebody's at the door. Just ignore it. Okay. Thomas, that was Bill. He just smashed the window on my parents' car. Dad looked up Thomas's full name. He found stuff about his background that alarmed him, enraged him. But at that point, there was no convincing this girl. I wasn't about to leave Thomas. Dad disowned me. Thomas, I got the insurance money. $4,000 to fix my car. No, you can't do that now. You need to give me the money. Why? Baby, you need to listen to what I say. If not, bad things could happen. I never saw the money again or my car again. It went to drugs. With no car, I lost my job. With no income, I lost my apartment. I remembered back to my encounter with God. And so I went away into the woods. God, I really don't know about all this, but somehow I feel peace and quiet here. Maybe this is your peace and quiet. Whatever it is, I really need it right now. By looking for the nature of God, I discovered God's nature. 
This guy I knew named Mark offered for Thomas and me to stay with him. But Mark drank, and Thomas followed. All day long, it was cheap beer and cigarettes for them. I felt more and more uneasy. What do you mean you feel uneasy? Is it me? Mark, get away from me. You're drunk. Thomas, tell him to back off. Yeah, Mark. What she said. What? Does it bother you that I get this close to you? <laughs> hey! <laughs> you hit me? Thomas, this girl actually hit me! You are in my space! Get out! Get out of my place! Now! Get out of here! Now! Okay, man. Just take it easy. We were just... Thomas and I ventured into the cold, dark, snowy night with nowhere to go. We found a bus stop with a little roof. <laughs> I wish you hadn't hit Mark. Are you kidding me? Hey! You can't speak to me that way. I buried my face into my coat collar to keep warm and keep back the tears. For the first time in my life, just before my 21st birthday, I was homeless. Folks, we'll get back to Christina's story in just a moment. But first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org. And then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check. Unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to... 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to the true story of Christina Manalia. During the day, we went to the library to keep warm. We found a homeless shelter. Lunch was peanut butter and jelly or bologna and butter. And then, a sliver of hope. I found a job at a daycare center nearby. More good news, a coworker was selling her house. She said we could stay at her empty place temporarily. Finally, a sense of stability. Babe, I realize it's time for a change. I'm gonna get a job and stop doing drugs. Thomas, that's exactly what I've been waiting to hear. I know, it's been rough, but it's gonna get better. Meantime, I need you to do something. What? What's the name of the guy next door? Uh, Kenneth, I think. I need you to ask him to borrow some money. What? I can't do that. Don't you dare argue with me, Christina. We need the money. You're the best shot we got. I seen him eyeing you. No, please don't make me do this. You go next door, you ask Kenneth for 20 bucks. Simple. I don't even know him. We need that money, go! 
Thomas took the money and bought an eight ball of crack. I know what you're thinking. Why didn't you just leave Thomas? Because I loved him. And I was scared of him. Plus, he was the only thread I had left of family, of love. But the stress of a relationship like that will show up in other ways. At work, I acted up, so they fired me. I used my last paycheck to buy a van for $400, a van that kept breaking down. I donated blood for about $25 a week. I was lucky if I got to keep $5 of it. Thomas used the rest to buy crack. It was April. The homeless shelters were only open during winter. So we were forced to sleep in the van, trying to avoid parking meters. And the police. Wait, what are you doing with that money? We need gas, and we need a couple bottles of transmission fluid. The van keeps leaking. You can't keep spending our money on other stuff. Like food? Like, stop with the sarcasm. Give me that. Thomas, no, please! Give me the money. I need it. No! I went to the most beautiful spot I could find, far away from the noise, and poured out my heart. God, I'm back. I don't know what I'm doing. Whatever it is, I can't stop doing it. I don't know how much longer I can carry on. I don't know how much longer I want to carry on. I think you are here with me. Thank you, if you are. Are you? I ended up selling the van for $50. The plan was to get bus tickets for Thomas and me to go to Florida and start over. Florida never happened. Thomas took most of the money. That was it. Finally, I was done. It was time to end the misery. I mapped out my new plan. I told Thomas. As long as he got his money for crack, he was okay. So I donated blood, got my $25, gave half to Thomas, took the other half and got some pills, and ended up on a cold, hard park bench, contemplating my final moments as I waited for the pills to take effect. I drifted off to sleep, and then... Someone... Someone else is here. It's so... cold. Now I know why this is called the dead of night. What is that up there? Something black? A shadow? Something... swirling? What in the... I can see now. Satan. My heart beat slower and slower. I wondered if it was going to stop beating. The pills were starting to take over my body. I could feel Satan escorting me to hell. Somehow I was so mesmerized, I got the impression I could be queen there. I tried to sit up, but I couldn't. My whole body went numb. I fell back down on that hard bench. Go ahead. Take me.
take me. And this is where the hero of the story stepped in. My El Shaddai. He stood between Satan and me, and he held me tight in his arms. I drifted off into the blackness, and then... What? Where am I? What time is... It's... 5 a.m.? Wait, I'm... I'm still here. I'm... Still... Here. Even though I was grateful to be alive, I still knew something was desperately wrong. So I walked to the hospital. Christina? Yes? We have your blood and urine tests. If you had taken any number of other kinds of pills, it would have been very bad news. And not just for you. I don't understand. Christina, you're two months pregnant. What? It hit me all at once. God heard me. He actually heard me as I sat on that cold park bench. Psalm 40 verse 2 came alive to me. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. God not only gave me a place to stand, he gave me a reason to live. I can't believe it. I'm gonna be a new mom. You're gonna be a great mom. And I'm gonna be a great aunt. Aunt Penny. I like the sound of that. Come on, hurry up before the light changes. You act like you're pregnant or something. Hurry! <laughs> Wait up! Christina, look out! <gasps> no! Christina! Are you okay? Talk to me! I had flown through the air about 15 feet before I hit the street and rolled. My arm cushioned my head from hitting the street too hard. Christina, can you hear me? Everything is so blurry. Is she okay? I'm so sorry. You idiot! I didn't see her! She's pregnant! I'm pregnant! Lay down, hon. You're in shock. The street is too dirty. Uh, the, the ambulance is on its way. Here, uh, let me pray for you. You hit her and now you're gonna pray for her? Penny, it's okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Father, God protect this young woman and her precious baby. Help both of them to be perfectly fine in Jesus' name. <gasps> I felt a poke. A poke on the inside. That's your baby kicking. He's mad that you shook him up. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up with a huge bump on my head. But shortly after, I was up and walking around. Sore, yep. But I wasn't about to let an accident keep me down. I would learn that Thomas was arrested for theft. He sent me letters from jail telling me he was a changed man. He was in a rehab program and he was going to find work when he got out. On December 28th, after starvation, a suicide attempt and intense stress, not to mention getting hit by a car. My baby son was born. Aww. Can I hold him, nurse? Of course. 
You're six pounds, four ounces. And you're mine. He's cute. Babies never come out cute, but he came out cute. And I named him Damon. God gave me a new life with a new baby. I turned from my sin and I asked Jesus to become the Lord of my life from that point on. I still needed to do one more thing. Thomas used the excuse of the baby to get out of jail early. He came to visit me. Babe, I realize it's time for a change. Like I told you, I'm gonna get a job, I'm gonna stop using drugs, I'm gonna... No. Um, what do you mean, no? You're not going to do any of those things. You don't understand. Now more than ever before, you need me. No, I don't need you. I don't need your broken promises. I don't need your drugs. But I'm gonna take care of you both. We're a new family, right? It's what you wanted all along. If you can't take care of one of us, then you sure can't take care of two of us. This baby and I both deserve better. Much better. But you need me! No. Thomas, you need Jesus. I received a settlement from getting hit by the truck. I bought a nice SUV, started a new job, and went to college to get my Bachelor of Arts degree. I started a new career in counseling. And with the money I earned, I bought something special for Damon and me. A new home. There were many more challenges ahead for us. This was the beginning of a whole new life. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. God not only gave me a place to stand, he gave me a home and a reason to live. All for him. Listening friend, perhaps Christina's words stirred up difficult memories, unanswered questions, or spiritual longings in you. If you're struggling with issues like hers, or maybe you just need peace or a purpose in life that only the Lord Jesus Christ can provide, don't hesitate to reach out to a pastor, counselor, or get in touch with us here at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607, or call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. 
All right, the prize for this sweepstakes contest is another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. The verse on this one is Psalm 51.10, which says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. This is a gorgeous little thing, especially if you're looking for daily inspiration from Scripture. You will love this authentic wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch or log and cut in such a way as to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. If you'd like a peek at this scripture plaque, you're welcome to visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page for the picture. Now, unfortunately, folks, we are only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. That's your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced December 19th. But the deadline for entry is December 3rd. That's December 3rd as the deadline for entry. We look forward to hearing from you. And next time... Now I'm mixing up some glue to attach the Formica. Want the countertops to look perfect for Thanksgiving. Can't wait to see Aunt Kathy. In a small New Orleans suburb, a little boy led a happy, carefree life. Why don't you stand outside till I'm done with the glue? I don't want you breathing in these fumes. Okay. And in one instant, that little boy's life changed to tragedy. Son, Kyle, get on the floor. Roll on the floor. His pain made him hate other people. Hey, Scarface. Stop calling me that. So he lashed out. Scarface, Scarface. Shut up. Hey, get off me, you freak. Hurting people who hurt him only felt natural until he found the ultimate way to ease his pain. Hard to believe that anyone could love me after what I did. Kyle, God forgives you. Get the full story when we bring you the true testimony of Kyle Hebert, soon on Unshackled. Heard in the true story of Christina Manalia were Jennifer Dimmitt, Cheryl Galemo, Kurt Nabig, and Michael Walner. Original music, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Michael Walner. Sound assistant, Martin Robinson. Recording engineer, David Perchinski. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Script, John Fornoff. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ.